Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Welcome back, beautiful podcast listeners. I am pretty excited that I'm actually recording this episode in my new office. <laughs> we have officially just moved house um, and it's been about two weeks that I've been in the new place. This is the first time that I've really had an office, like an actual room that is just mine um, and that is not my office in a living area or shared with my children's bedroom or just the couch, which was what it was when I first started out in online business. So it just feels like a momentous occasion for me to note that I'm recording this episode in my actual office. Here I am. Um, This is a solo episode. With me today, your host, Holly Marie. Of course, you all know who I am. If this is the first episode that you're tuning into, you probably don't know who I am. Hi, I'm Holly Marie. Um, I'm a 4 6 splenic manifester. We talk a lot on this podcast about manifestors. Uh, we talk about human design. We talk about uh, a whole bunch of kind of, you know, spirituality, different spiritual tools, spiritual philosophies, things that can really support you. We talk about business. We talk about money. But Really, like the large focal point here is manifestors, all about the manifestors. And that's because there's really kind of no in-depth teaching for manifestors available elsewhere, right? We we get a lot of places that teach the human design system, and some people are extraordinary at teaching the human design system. Um, and we do have, there's a great community called Pure Generators for the generators out there, a great, move, a great uh, community for the projectors called the Projector Movement just so all of you are aware. Um, But in my experience, there was kind of nowhere for manifestors. And so I started it and here we are. (laughs) Just giving you a random little background into what it is that we're doing here. I wanted to record this episode for you today to look at how using systems as a manifestor can actually be beneficial. And this might be something that, you know, initially does not interest any of you, right? Or, or, you know, does not interest you specific person who is listening, because I I think that the, the rhetoric and the narrative and all the conversation we get around manifestors generally is like manifestors are unpredictable and we're free flow and, you know, you can't pin us down, man. We're like, you know, waves on the sands. Like (laughs) you can't, you can't keep a manifestor down. You can't expect them to, to be consistent or to regulate or to follow a normal routine. And, while parts of that are accurate, 
The fact remains that we're still people who are needing to operate in really structural systems. Yeah. So we're still people who need to operate in a structural society. Um, we're still humans who need to operate by, you know, the laws of uh, the earth, right? There is still night and day and winter and summer and sleep and awake and all of these, you know, kind of regularly occurring rhythms. And additionally, where if you're in business, you are certainly somebody who is interacting with a very structural system there. I mean, business is a very, very masculine system. It's a system that requires um, organization. It requires a level of consistency and routine and commitment and scheduling and all of these things. And so I find that for a lot of manifestors, there's a bit of a challenge a bit. I mean, there's quite a big challenge really for a lot of manifestors in understanding how do I, as a non-systemed, unpredictable being, somehow fit into working with a business, a job, an environment that requires me to be structural. I wanted to focus this episode for you on business in particular, because I think that's the area that we see um, the most amount of value in this conversation. I also know it's an area that a lot of you will personally resonate with because you're in business. It's certainly an area that's an expertise of mine, having been in business for a very, very long time. Um, but for those of you who are not in business, who are listening along, please know that these principles still really apply to everything else. Yeah, you can very much apply these principles to um, just your regular life. You can apply them to your working life and, you know, just uh, have an open mind, be flexible with how you are experiencing what I'm sharing for you here and seeing how you can apply these to, to uh, your experience, to what it is that you are needing. I don't think I actually even announced for you the title of the podcast episode. <laughs> Just keeping you all informed, I'm in a rest cycle, right? Which means my brain is a little bit kind of scattered. I'm normally very uh, direct in my communication and my messaging, and that's because I tend to create my content while I'm in a creative cycle. But every now and then I will record something or write something in a rest cycle. And golly, it's just, it's a little more fluffy than usual. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit more vague. I, my mind gets a little bit more sidetracked. So the title of today's podcast episode is how to use systems to support your manifesto energy. How to use systems to support your manifesto energy. Let's roll into it. On the surface, systems generally are something that we see as not being helpful. Systems are something that manifestors will tend to veer away from, right? Because we don't want to be stuck down. Yeah. We don't want to be caught down into a particular system that's going to force us to do things one way, or it's going to expect that we maintain it. And I think that's the real crux for manifestors with systems is that we don't want to have to maintain something long-term. In reality, we can't maintain something long-term. We've never been able to maintain anything <laughs> long-term. That's just not the way that our energy is designed to work as non-sacral beings, but also as manifestors who move, you know, kind of in this quirky energy cycle. Um, we're designed to create things, to commence them, to begin them, to initiate them and get them started. But when we're not designed in any way to maintain something. So I think that that's the the kind of the initial challenge 
for all of us when we're looking at using systems, especially in business, is that we recognize that systems are required. We know that we need systems to help us uphold the structure of business, but we get tired at just the thought of wondering how on earth we're going to maintain it. And do we need somebody else to get us in? Sorry, do we need to get somebody else in to help us maintain it? And these can be things like, you know, your social media content, um, your social media engagement, your um, file storage, your email, your content creation, whatever it may be. There are all of these systems that are required in business that we just, on the surface, we really don't want to get our hands dirty with. That tends to lead us to believing that as a manifester, systems are not good for us. And I find that a lot of manifestors that I work with and that that um, I'm privileged to connect with will sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater and will use like no systems where possible, right? They'll just use the bare minimum and will kind of free flow through everything. That's not necessarily a bad thing. However, the dynamic that it creates is that it puts you into a responsive zone, You are always needing to respond in that zone. You are always needing to react to whatever it is that's occurring around you and work on it. You need to problem solve it. Um, It means that you are always making decisions. You're always needing to decide what's going to happen here and, and where does this need to go and how should I respond to this and who needs to take care of that and what's the best way to do this and what's the best strategy for the best outcome, right? And, and, Constant decision-making, which really does create mental fatigue for anyone, but certainly for manifestors and and non-sacrals in general, but also being put in the position where we constantly have to respond to whatever is coming into our space in business is a real, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. I mean, this is a mix that is going to land you being angry. You are going to get resentful. You are going to get very tired. Um, You will eventually land yourself in the place where you just want to burn everything down because it seems like it asks too much of you. It seems like it takes too much from you to do this. And I want to share this episode as a way of bringing light to a, a different balance, a different harmony between your manifesto energy and some systems that might be supportive for you in your manifesto energy. This is one of the areas that I I really don't think that I've done too much content about it. I don't think that I've really shared a great deal about this in some of my paid programs. I share a bit more about this, but this happens to be an area of really unique energetic expertise for me. Although I am a splenic manifester, so I am always kind of off with the intuitive pull and doing kind of crazy illogical things. And I'm always following um, a sort of silent divine guidance. Um, And, you know, I'm a manifester, so I'm I'm in creativity and then I'm in rest and and then I want to do what I want and then I don't want to do that. And then, you know, I can be a bit all over the place with that energy, but I'm also a quad left, which means that all of my variable arrows, so for those who are not aware of what variables are, those are the four arrows up alongside your head centers on your body chart. And all of mine point left, which makes me a quad left. 
this was not an area of my energetic frequency that I looked into for a long while. It was really about three years into my human design journey before I looked too much at my variables. But understanding that I am a quad left was so helpful for the way that I approach my business, gave me a lot of permission, really allowed me to change things up because it gave me an appreciation that as a quad left, I have energy that is very structural. I have energy that actually desires to be routined and in, you know, in some respects, um, to be very procedural, to be quite systematic. It's a very masculine energy and I have a whole bunch of it. So while my guidance system is, is arguably very feminine, right? The intuitive process is very unpredictable. It's quite fluffy. It's illogical. It's always very altruistic and reach for the star, reach for the sky. And, um, I'm a manifester that doesn't like to be pinned down to things. I'm also very organized, very scheduled, very routined. And I have learned a great deal about how to mesh those two things together into a place of harmony, especially in business. So I'd love to share some of the insights that I've learned with you. You don't need to be a quad left for this to be valuable for you. You don't even need to have any left facing energy on your arrows to make this valuable for you. What I have come to learn is that systems are things that are very supportive for the manifest energy type. Although we don't think they are, systems are very supportive for us. And specifically, we want to look at automated systems for manifestors. The energetic dynamic that goes on when we start utilizing automated systems as a manifestor is that it takes away the demand for responsiveness in our energy. It takes away the demand for us to respond with a decision, to respond with an action, to respond with an initiation, to respond with a problem solving, or even just to respond with communication. Anything that supports us in business to not respond is ultimately going to line up your energy to be so much more expansive. It's going to line up your energy to um, feel a sense of freedom, to feel that sense of peace. This is where systems get so, so helpful for us in business. But as I said, in particular, we really want to put a focus on automated systems. So these are systems that are largely set and forget that we don't need to go back and maintain. So even if you have a whole bunch of right-facing energy and you are all flow, 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 having automated systems in your business the business being a structure that demands a lot of responsiveness, demands a lot of engagement, demands a lot of consistency, having these systems in place actually allows you to lean back even further into that right-facing energy, allows you to lean back even further into the freedom of the creative urge and into um, the needs of the rest cycle and all of these things that we have to journey through. So I'm going to share with you some of the systems that, that I have discovered that really work. Take all of these with a grain of salt, right? While you're applying them to your own life, there's a vast array of systems that are out there and um, something's going to resonate with you that doesn't resonate with me and vice versa. But I wanted to kind of get you thinking. I wanted to get your, your mental juices flowing. <laughs> that sounds a bit wrong, doesn't it? Get your mental juices flowing so that you can 
really just start digging into this idea of, hey, where could I have an automated system in my business or in my life that allows me to have more freedom in letting my energy go where it wants to go? Even though I'm a manifester and I don't want to be tied down to a particular system, what is available out there that can really take that consistent decision-making and responding off my hands and just let me be in my flow knowing that everything else is taken care of? One of the cool ways that I've been experimenting with doing this lately as a recent system that I've been using, and I shared about this on Instagram just recently, and it resonated so much with just so many people. I'm still still fielding DMs about this one. Um, so I thought I'd share it here on the podcast to, to dig it up for those of you that might be interest, interested in it. It's using uh, the astrological days of the week, but with a personal application. So what I've been playing with for a couple of months now is utilizing the planetary placements that govern a day of the week. And what that does is that it shows you, okay, if this planet is in charge of this day of the week, it shows me what energy is most in alignment. That shows me what tasks I can do, what activities I can do um, that, are, that are easiest, right? That are, that are going to be most in flow with the energy that's already in existence here. And so I'm not pulling against myself or pulling against the energy around me all of the time. I've, this is a, an astrological concept that's been around for a very long time. I never fully resonated with it myself um, because I always found that the planet placements for the days of the week just did not line up with what I was experiencing. Um, I know that it works super duper well for other people. What I'm talking about is a concept that has come from the gorgeous Caitlin Carehart. You can find her on Instagram at Carehart. And she's an astrologer and numerologist as well as a manifester. She's been a guest on this podcast, so definitely have a listen to that episode. But Caitlin has uh, kind of brought together numerology and astrology to do your personal days of the week. And this begins with identifying what day of the week you were born on. So I was born on the 5th of March, which was at that time a Monday. The 5th of March on the day that I was born was a Monday. And that makes it my Mercury day, right? So Mercury is really great for communication. You then follow that with Venus, a Venus day, which is my Tuesday, which is really great for self-love and nurturing and self-care. That's followed by Mars, which is Wednesday for me. And Mars is great for working on all of your projects, um, working on your big goals, really initiating those and pushing them forward. Then comes Jupiter, which is a Thursday for me. And that's great for working with money, abundance, prosperity, expansion, doing your finances, doing your money work. That is then followed by um, Saturn, which is a Friday for me. And Saturn can be, you know, Saturn is really the energy that governs spirituality. So it can either show up with like spiritual repercussions if you're out of alignment. So this can be a day where, you know, a lot of your kind of inner demons come out to play where things feel hard, where maybe your money story is coming up. Maybe you're really angry. You're recognizing that you're out of alignment. Maybe you're getting stuck with limiting beliefs, or it can be a real place of spiritual expansion where you really take kind of momentum forward in your spiritual growth. You have a lot of breakthroughs on this day. 
I, I would encourage people to leave their Saturn day pretty open as much as possible. Um, I currently am choosing to use the Saturn day for my high level mastermind work because it's very potent spiritual energy for activating myself and other people. After that comes your Uranus day, which for me is Saturday. And that's like a, it's an unexpected day, right? Your Uranus day is like, expect the unexpected. I always leave my Uranus day open. I never know what's going to happen on my Saturdays and inevitably something weird does happen, right? I will, you know, somebody will kind of come over to my house unexpectedly and we'll end up having dinner together or, you know, I will think that I'm going to stay home all day and then I end up going and doing a big, you know, shopping spree or, you know, we undertake a big kind of house project that we weren't planning, those kind of things. And then finally, it is your Neptune day, which for me is Sunday. That's really the day of deep rest, relaxation, recovery. It's when you want to be reading, sleeping in, watching Netflix, eating some nourishing food, right? And so it's been really beautiful for me to utilize this as a new system of supporting my energy and helping me understand my energy in a new way, because I feel like I'm now not in a position where I arrive at each day and I have to make a decision about what happens each day. It's allowed me to schedule my workflow somewhat in a somewhat more aligned day, right? So like having my client calls on my Mercury day or my Jupiter day, um, not having any calls or any sessions or any work scheduled for my Venus day or for my Neptune day, Take it or leave it as to whether this system works for you, but it's something that really has resonated with a lot of the audience. So I wanted to just address that as a bit of an overarching system that might feel really beneficial for your energy so that you're not arriving each day or each week and thinking, okay, what do I need to do today? Where's my energy at? How do I need to flow with this? Like what's going to feel correct? Because it's continued guessing, it's continued responsiveness, and that can feel really draining for us. It's moving into some some more detailed areas. I know that uh, in business, especially in online business, we do a lot of calls. We do a lot of Zoom calls, right? A lot of video calls. This can be really draining for manifestors, especially when something pops up on your schedule. I mean, nothing makes me angrier than when someone somehow gets through my system and they schedule a call for the following day or for two days time, (laughs) I hate that. It's it's so disruptive to my flow. Um, I love to have just a specific time during the week when I am able to take calls. And I personally like to have at least a month's notice for calls, although that doesn't always happen. But what it allows me to do is kind of prepare my energy in advance for that. So I'm not taken by surprise. I don't feel like I'm being pressured to show up for something that I don't want to do simply because it's sitting on my calendar. I have identified as well that um, for me, the maximum is one call a day. And I, I can't even do that every single day, right? I can, if I go through a period where I am doing a call every day for five days a week, and I do that for two weeks in a row, I am absolutely exhausted. I know there are many generators and manifesting generators that can do eight, nine, 10 calls back to back on a day, and they love it you know, they're, they're jazzed by it. They're really satisfied. It really lights them up. I find that as a manifester, that is not a system that is in alignment. Having a sacredness around access to us, a sacredness around when we will show up with our energy and show our face and have communication 
is a really valuable boundary and putting systems in place that allow that to happen is great. So putting automated systems in place like um, Calendly or Acuity, um, and you can put uh, like detailed detailed rules around all of those bookings. So, you know, people can't book within a seven day period, a 14 day period, a 30 day period. Um, They can't book more than one session on a day. You need two hours, you know, in between sessions, any of those things, you can place all of those rules in. So it's all automated. So whenever somebody wants your time, even if you agree to it, you, maybe you have sessions with clients um, or even things like podcast recording with guests, you can send them the link, right? And, their accessibility to you and you know the demand on your schedule is already taken care of by this automated process so I I encourage most manifestors to really consider how much am I making myself show up for like how many video calls and how many conversations am I making myself show up for how regularly is that how do I feel about that am I giving myself space in my rest cycles to not be doing that am I doing too many calls in one day am I allowing people to have too much access to me simply because we we are manually working out bookings on my calendar or um, I need to have some more detailed rules around my automated booking process process. The other thing that we use in our team is a project system. We've gone through a couple. We use monday.com, which was really user-friendly, but very expensive. So we have been using Asana lately, but I'm also getting a bit bored with Asana. So I think that we might move on to something else soon. Trello is another one that people love. The beauty of project systems like this are if you are managing multiple tasks as an individual in business, this this is helpful for just keeping a record of all of those tasks so that you are not mentally carrying that load of all the things you need to be doing. So it is great just as an individual, you can set yourself due dates if you've got a defined route and that feels really, really good to you. You can see where you might have competing tasks where you need to give yourself extra time. We use Asana as our launch management. So whenever we're managing a project that requires a launch or requires multiple parts, we utilize it as a team system. So we allocate tasks out to everybody who's involved. We use that system for communicating back and forth. And you know what? It just automates things because it will send you a reminder when things are past their due date. It will notify you when somebody has communicated with you on there. Um, It's easy to look at as a glance over. And I find certainly as the manifesto that is in charge of my business, it's really helpful because it gives me the ability to kind of I don't even put the Asana plans together anymore. We have a beautiful project manager that does that. But it gives me the ability to say, look, this is initiated. Here's the project. Here's all of the parts of the project. Now you go and do them. And unless you have a problem, we don't need to speak to each other again until this thing has come to fruition. So looking at using a project tool can be something that's very, very low maintenance and also super beneficial for your energy. We use a lot of um, spreadsheets. We use a lot of like the Google suite, actually. We have a Google Drive. We do, the bulk of our communication is through Voxer. We have a system for using Voxer that is based off informing um, as a, a team of largely manifestors over here. We will mark our Voxers as urgent, semi urgent, or non urgent, and then 
you know, put the Voxer below. That allows us to voice memo if we want to voice memo, um, type if we don't feel like voice memoing. We can send links in there. And having just, just that system in place where we mark the urgency of the communication has been so helpful in alleviating the demand for responsiveness within our team because, you know, I've, I don't have my notifications turned on, so I will check Voxer twice a day. And if something urgent is in there, I know I need to respond to it. If it's not urgent and I don't feel like responding, I can wait a day or two or three before I can get back to that. So looking at just being really specific in your communication is helpful. We also utilize um, spreadsheets. We'll utilize Google documents because you can tag people and have conversation back and forth, which again, will send a notification to your email for you to get it um, and is not is not as demanding in terms of its responsiveness. It's not like somebody phoning you or somebody text messaging you. So those are just some like really simple ways that we use systems for communication. We don't run team meetings. I don't have meetings with my staff. Um, we may periodically have some meetings um, if there is a, very much a need for it, but it's certainly like I don't regularly meet with my staff every every week or even every month. Um, we do all of our communication in a non-demanding, non-invasive way, like Voxer or through you know tagging in Google Docs or Google Spreadsheets. Um, because I, it's you know uh, whenever you have to show up for a meeting, it's it's demanding you to be present right? That's not an automated system. That's a live system that you have to show up for. Whereas utilizing these things that are perhaps not automated, right? Like Voxer or Google Sheets are not automated, but they are a little bit separated. And that can just be the breather that we need for our energy to be able to choose, hey, I'm going to interact with you, not now, but I'll interact with you in five hours when it suits me better. Overall, I think that any system that you look at in your business that can be automated should be automated. (laughs) Automating your email sales funnels, right? Automate everything. Stick email campaigns in place for absolutely everything. You can automate your social media. Use scheduling tools. My gosh, if you're still posting live, stop. (laughs) Please stop. Use scheduling tools, right? There's Hootsuite, there's Later, there's Buffer. There's so many. They can be very, very cheap. A lot of the times you can even get them for free. Schedule and automate your social media. You can even automate um, like your DM responses. You can have automated responses to your DMs. You can turn your DMs off if you want to. You can automate all of your calendar bookings, right? And that includes even like live calls during during courses or programs. You can have all of that through an automated system. You can automate and integrate your payments. And this is down to, you know, if you use PayPal, if you use Stripe, if you whatever you use, you can also automate the payments moving from that payment system into your bank account so that you don't even need to be transferring that money around and playing with it. Um, use an automated accounting system where your bank transactions are connected automatically to the accounting system. So all of that information is automatically flowing over. Anywhere that you can automate, it is so beneficial for you to be automating. Because as I said at the beginning of this podcast and repeatedly throughout this podcast, 
having an automated system means that you are not responding. It means that you are not decision-making. It means that you are not putting your energy towards something which, quite frankly, feels mundane and unnecessary and stupid and superficial to us, especially when we are in a creative cycle, yes, but even even still when we're in a rest cycle because your energy in a rest cycle, rest cycle should be going inwards. It needs to be going into recuperation, into reflection, into um, self-recovery, into depth, expansion, healing, release. You're creating space within you in a rest cycle that is allowing the next creative urge to come through. And so being very responsible with not sharing that energy with a system that can operate on its own is actually one of the, the greatest gifts that you can give yourself. I think allowing yourself to, to be in a position in your business or in your workplace or in your family, right, where the only things that you are responding to are the things that you absolutely have to be responding to and certainly are not time critical. So the only things that I don't really have automated in my business are things like um, commenting and DMs on social media, but I will check those once a day, sometimes once every two to three days. Um, I don't automate all of the emails. I, we do have bounce backs on some of our team emails, which really alleviates a lot of communication. Um, and I don't automate voxes, right? However, we do have our specific informing process around you know, the urgency on these things. So these are just simple examples, simple things that you can use. I also have you know, systems in place in my life that help me with this. I have a cleaner that comes at the same time every single week to clean my house. Um, we have, you know, certain systems in place for, you know, like my children take care of certain chores in the house. And that is all on a regular daily system. All of these things that don't require me to follow them up, to push them forward, to make sure they're happening. I know the house will be clean at a certain time. I know the dog will be fed. I know the dinner will be taken care of. We grocery shop at the same time every week, right? You can do things like having meal deliveries. You can get your groceries delivered. You can set you know, regular shopping lists on grocery delivery websites. There are just so many ways that you can create convenience and utilize automation in systems to support you and I feel like that's enough information to give you <laughs> classic rest cycle vibes I'm like I've informed you I've told you now I'm gonna go back to resting everybody okay now the point is don't be afraid to use systems right don't be afraid to use automation be very precious about your very very sacred gorgeous energy that needs to be protected as a manifester and Automate with a system everything that you don't feel like you want to have your hands in. It will make you feel more free. It will bring you more peace. Anywhere that there's money involved and you feel like you can't afford it because of the money, start with just informing the universe out loud. Yes, it has to be out loud that you want money for this thing to be made available. It is an investment in yourself to put money into these things, but ultimately it creates more power in your energy, which attracts more prosperity, attracts more abundance. So it is one of those, like I invest now in order to receive more later. That's a whole different topic. Just wanted to drop that in at the end. Now, before I go, the one thing that I wanted to mention to you about systems and processes and preparation and planning is that our team does this incredibly well. This is an area that our, our team manages with 
exquisite um, delicacy and and balance. That's how we're able to do so much content and launch so many things and have so many different facets of the business moving in so much automation and for a lot of money incoming. One of the areas that we've been playing with offering to people is the launch flow service, which is a done for you launch service where we prepare and project manage everything that you require for your launch. So that's from product creation all the way up until launch day. We take care of the graphics, all of the sales copy, your sales page, your emails, your social media. Um, we manage your project plan. We do a, um, we put all of your back end in place. So all of your product in place, all of your payment integrations. Uh, we do a human design call with you where we go in depth into how you can be using your energy for your launch and for your product, running the human design chart of your offer itself. You have a dedicated customer relationship manager who walks you through the entire thing. Um, we have a certified graphic designer. We have qualified copywriters. What we're doing with the launch flow service is that we are giving you access to the system that we use to be able to create an enormous amount of financial prosperity and ease in our business. And it's something that, I mean, we're, we're experimenting with it. We've had our first month open and our first clients through, and it's been an extraordinary process. So we're, we're now mixing it up. We're in the process of mixing it up a little bit and we are refining it and we are adding in an offer intensive. So we are collaborating with the gorgeous uh, Taylor V, who is a co-host here on the podcast. And Taylor is going to come in as um, a coach for your offer. So right at the very beginning of that process, taking a two-hour intensive with you to go through your offer, to shift up anything that needs to be shifted up in your offer, to really look at, you know, how is it meeting your audience? Do you need to add something, remove something? What kind of messaging do you want to put around this? Um, you know, can we look at pricing? Can we look at the structure? But additionally, she's able to, to really catalyze you and help you with what limitations am I placing on myself? Where are my doubts around this? Where are my fears? Where are my limiting beliefs? Where am I holding myself back? Where am I maybe putting too much into it? So this is very much a strategy and energy process that we are adding in. We want people to very, very much. I mean, the deep passion here is that we want people to be able to get their creations out into the world in a way that brings them in prosperity. I hate seeing you all being limited and doubting and questioning whether your creations are valuable and whether they can earn you money and whether people are going to want to take them. And what we're able to do in our team is really meet that balance between the masculine and the feminine. We know launch flow. We know launch process. We do it day in and day out. We ran 15 profitable launches in 12 months, just in 2021 alone. And this is a really unique skill set that as a team, we're able to bring you. So that may be a system that you want to entertain for your next launch. I'm mentioning it now because we are opening spots for July. We're only taking three people in for July. It's a very exclusive boutique service. Um, the launch flow service is priced at $4,333. That's Australian dollars. So a lot cheaper for the Americans and the Europeans. You'd have to do an exchange, but it's a lot cheaper. Um, and in a 30 business day turnaround, 
we have everything delivered to you. So, or you just get to work on the energy. You get to work on the receiving. You get to create and initiate your thing and then have it ready to take out to the world. So if launch flow service is a system that you feel is supportive of your manifest energy, is supportive of the way that you want to work in your business, is um, a somewhat automated system, not automated for us, but it's automated for you to really get your launches and your creations and your products off the ground and out into the world and earning you incredible money, reach out. We're going to put the link for the launch flow service in the show notes. So you can definitely get your hands on that. And now I feel like I've been talking for absolutely forever. So I am going to wrap up here. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) This has been a cool podcast episode, something a little bit different. I I hope it's spoken to you. I hope there's been some value in this for you. Um, And we will catch up with you next week in next week's podcast, next week's podcast episode. But until then, as always, Keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.